This episode of the Chibi Project is sponsored by AnimeCons.com, Anime Boston, and Chambermints. So fresh, it hurts. Project episode 5, I'm Patrick Delahanty. And I'm John Niehoff. The Chibi Project podcast covers some of the best experiments from the Chibi Project's website. That's chibiproject.com. So, uh, we're on a new couch. It's this leather thing from Jordan's. Haven't managed to blow this up yet. Yeah, and uh, it's comfortable. It reclines. It's very, I've slept on it a few times. Too many <laughs> times. <laughs> and uh, it's replacing some old crappy chairs from my grandmother's basement. Which are still on our back porch, if you want to stop no. by. Is it one? Oh, that's right. I no, never put no, it on it's still on the back porch. Okay. So, beers. Uh, we're not drinking beers. Neither of us, actually. No, I've got a uh, classic Mike's Hard Lemonade. And one of my favorites. I'm out of beer, so I'm going for classic martini, which I'm just realizing is going to be Simple <laughs> too, so I've got a small amount of gin. I prefer my martinis very dry, so we'll get about. Oh, you're gonna spill that on your laptop. If you spill it on the couch, I'll kill you. <laughs> and of course, shaken, not stirred. What if you stir it? Does it really make a difference? Uh, I don't know, but you don't sound like Sean Connery then. <laughs> you don't do anything. And a twist. You're going to drink it out of the bottle? Of course. I thought that glass was actually going to drink out of. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, freaking wino. No, paper bag would be a wino. I think I'm not sure what you'd call it with gin. Geno? Alright. Uh, first story. Uh, Fresnel Lens versus Sailor Soldiers. And that's pronounced Fresnel, not Fresnel, however it's we'll, spelled. We'll put a subtitle down here. Yeah. Uh, so, Fresnel versus Fresnel. This is the lens, and I want to think about what our faces look like through it. These things used to be used for lighthouses, but with our advancing technological era, we started using them on widescreen TVs. It's that's what this big. is from. And if you put that in front of the sun, I figured at the point you're looking about 10,000 degrees, right where all that sunlight comes down to. Oh wow. <laughs> Just sit here and do this all night. Yeah. Or at least he could. So, they're supposed to be used on lighthouses, big screen TVs. Uh, some people with a uh, little bit more experimental bet use them to cook grilled cheese. We used them to burn cheese. <laughs> can't say. Yeah. Oh, I can't? And your cell phone's ringing. Yeah, well, I can get it later. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. We decided to take the Fresnel lens and burn some sailor soldiers. And uh, so let's take a look at the footage. So this was filmed at an undisclosed location in the greater Boston area. 
this is just a piece of aluminum. We put some leaves on it and a ballpoint pen. Just random stuff to test this. Yeah, and immediately started smoking. You can see we had earlier focused it on the aluminum uh, just above the leaves, and it was scorching that. Uh, it didn't actually burn the aluminum. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the little alligator oven mitt. Yeah, you'll know we didn't really have time to get it into the light before it lit up there. Yeah, it just starts smoking right off. I couldn't believe it. And the hair, you can see the hair is kind of melted a little bit already. It's shiny. And it's this is as dark as I could get the camera in order to show the detail. If it was on the normal setting, the whole, well, most of the screen would be washed out. And so I tried to adjust it so you could see the stuff, but it's still way too bright, and you just... I need some darker lens, I guess, or something, but... Uh, yeah, at the, about this point, we realized that that was not really smoke as such coming off, but it was the actual plastic evaporating straight off and straight into yeah. our lungs and sending a nice plume up in the clear blue sky. Yeah, there really wasn't that much fire until we started moving it, and what I think happens is that the area that was focused would just vaporize, but the surrounding area where the temperature was between uh, normal well, only and vaporized. a thousand or so. Yeah, where it was only a thousand. <laughs> that area would catch on fire. So when we moved it, you could see more fire. And uh, so, yeah, that was, that was Sailor Mars, and she's in quite a bit of pain. And it's moving into Sailor Dude, Mercury. Dude, I don't think she's in pain anymore. <laughs> I yeah, think she's the pain gone. was her, long Her head back. is pretty much gone. And Mercury... You know, that water element's just not helping. <laughs> we, we do have to bring the charred remains to next appearance. Yeah. Step on those and all of you boot. <laughs> yeah, like that's going to do out. some yeah. good. <laughs> it still didn't go out, so... It, you'll, you'll, yeah, that was not bright. <laughs> you can reach behind the lens as long as you're not right at the focal point, which... Um, if yeah, your hand it, was. Yeah, if you're close to it, it gets kind of hot. <laughs> so this is a different undisclosed location. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, those things can melt concrete. Um, they can set asphalt on fire, which don't try this at home. Yes. If you happen to have a Fresnel lens in front of your TV, which, speaking of that... This was a Fresnel lens for the front of a TV, and, you know, it seems like a really cheesy way to make your TV look bigger. Because <laughs> you've got the TV, then you've got this giant two-foot-by-three-foot lens, probably a foot in front of it. Yeah, it, it's it's typical for rear projection TVs, actually. Uh, so it's not something that somebody, oh, I want to blow my nine-inch TV up to... No, it's, it was just a cheap projection TV. Okay. The thing about a Fresnel lens is that they're a way of making a really high-powered lens that's not five feet thick, but what you sacrifice is image quality. And when you yeah. buy a 50-inch TV... <laughs> yeah. And this was also plastic, so it was a little warped. Yeah. Which made it very difficult to focus, because it wasn't absolutely perpendicular to the sun. So the focal point, that's why you can see it's kind of spread out a little bit, not just a dot. Although, part of that's the exposure, too. I mean... Yeah, this is done late in the day, which probably wasn't a good idea. Right, but 
the the business end of it is actually a lot smaller than the white area in there. That's just the camera again. Now you can see Sailor Jupiter. Her whole stomach is black now. <laughs> and you know that she didn't catch on fire. She's not there burning, uh, but it's just kind of vaporized her stomach, which is not one of those good things. And there I go sticking my bare foot in behind. Yeah, no, I believe. Yeah, this is Sailor. Venus, our good friend Sailor Venus, subject of multiple experiments. <laughs> uh, not this particular doll, but her head's still attached. Yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> In the uh, last podcast episode, you probably saw that she lost her head, and uh, but yeah, this is a different Sailor Venus. Uh, that other Sailor Venus will re- reappear, but we're saving that for Enemy Boston. <laughs> I like the fact that the smoke is thick enough that it casts a shadow behind. It's just a nice artistic <laughs> bit to that. <laughs> it's not sheer destruction. We have a soul. Unlike yeah. the dolls. And the hard part about this was before we could just keep the same focal length, the same focal point and move the dolls in with the aluminum. But here we actually had to move the lens. So every time we did that, we'd have to readjust and it ended up coming in front of the camera and blocking off half the screen. Now, if we could get some lab assistants to reach their hand in there and move stuff around, we'd be all set. Yeah. Have to get, like, the thing made out of rock. <laughs> or an undergrad. Yeah, that works, too. <laughs> and... Yeah, it would pretty much vaporize the point that it was pointing at, the focal point, but it wouldn't really catch on to the rest. It's not like burning Gundam where the whole thing just went up. Although if we had... Sm- if, if we, we had soaked a- this in alcohol yeah. first. If we had a little tray of rum. Well, huh. we, really- we have that rum left. It's still left over. From episode three of the podcast. <laughs> well, supposed to improve with age, right? I thought that was wine. Eh, supposedly any alcohol. And cheese. Mmm, cheese. I don't know. Have you seen the fridge be- that recently? I don't think cheese improves that much with age. Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> wow, Sailor Moon's given off quite a bit of smoke here. It's white smoke, so I guess we have a new Pope. <laughs> or somebody's been excommunicated. Probably us. <laughs> After that last joke, yeah. And I can't really tell if that's her hair burning or her face. Oh, wait. Well, I guess it was her face. Well, well yeah. a combination of both. Looks like her hair is on fire. Yeah, uh, there we go. Yeah, this is the fun part. Oh, and her head is kind of, was pointed straight up before, and now it's kind of fallen over. I'm oh, sorry, we sort of took her neck out, didn't we? Yeah, that's, yeah, you can see the side of her body is kind of uh, messed up. But this was the true triumph. We actually got something on fire. And uh, then we had to put the fire out. <laughs> And uh, what type of fire extinguisher was this? It's a, it was a dry chemical. I thought it was a CO2. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that this was going to get all over my car. I had to go get a car wash. It was, my car was white after this. So that's what we did with the Fresnel lens. And uh, we showed that at Anime Boston last year. And it got, I think pretty, it pretty, pretty, pretty well. Yeah. The, the real problem was that we didn't really burn the Sailor Moon dolls quite so much as evaporate them. Yeah, there was a lot of black smoke. It was fun. Yeah, it was good, good, good for the lungs. Now, did we ever figure out what the temperature was? 
somewhere around 10,000 Fahrenheit. I mean, rough, very roughly speaking. If it was optimal. The thing's a little bit crooked, so... But if you happen to find a lighthouse that's being taken apart, let us pick know. one up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, this week's review. Uh, we've decided to review Idiocracy. There we go. Oh, good. We do actually have it. I've got the uh, DVD here. Idiocracy. And this is a film by Mike Judge, the guy who brought you Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, and Office Space. And uh, I'm a huge Office Space fan, so when I heard that he had done another movie, I wanted to see it really badly, but it was never in wide release. It went straight to DVD, which is a shame because I loved this movie. The problem is the studios didn't. Yeah, it's uh, by 20th Century Fox. And I don't know what they didn't like about it, but it was great. Basically, uh, if you want to... Well, it, it, it makes fun of stupid people, basically, so it should be obvious why Fox didn't like it. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, but if you want to... The premise... Oh, the basic premise is that our hero, who's not the brightest bulb in the box nowadays... He's average. He's uh, as average as you can get. And, and, and good at avoiding any real work. <laughs> so, the army... Puts him to sleep uh, for, well, it's going to be like a 10 year experiment or something? One year. One year. Yeah, they figured he was expendable enough to test sleep technology on. And when he wakes up a thousand years later, things have pretty 500. much. 500. 500. Tell us about Things have pretty much progressed the way that they've been progressing, and people have been getting dumber. Yeah, you see, the problem was that the stupid people were breeding, and the smart people decided, oh, it's not the right time to have kids. And so as a result, the world's full of stupid people. Which really scares me. <laughs> I it's this a documentary, now. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's basically, he gets to the future, and uh, is trying to find a time machine to go back so that he's not stuck in this stupid world. Where they have trash avalanches, there's a dust bowl. Oh, and they do make the joke that you've all been wanting to make about Fuddruckers. Yes. Pretty much every variation of the name Fuddruckers, too. And then some. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a movie about stupid people and poking fun of stupid people, but it's not, like, coity-toity intellectual. It's yeah. reasonably lowbrow. And, uh... <laughs> So, he, the, he gets thrown in jail, ends up taking an IQ test, and he's determined to be the smartest person in the world. So, he's recruited by the president to solve all the world's problems. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So, wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look, the plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah, so let's go <laughs> Okay, look, you want to solve this problem, I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? 
it's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why did they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got extra legs. And all he wants to do is get back home. But it's a great movie, and I highly recommend that everybody go out, buy it. It's not that expensive. Or Netflix it. Uh, Rent it. Borrow it. Yep. And uh, somebody over the head. <laughs> yeah. So I would give Idiocracy a 9 out of 10. See, I, I think I would give it an 8. 8? Well, so what were the high points? On the positive side... If you like Office Space, you will love this, because it's by Mike Judge. It's definitely an original movie. It's not like the usual action movies you see all the time. And uh, it's just a fun ride. It's fun to watch. On the downside, it's it just, you say it's original, but really I say it's a documentary. It's, very, it's a little too obvious. And really the other major thing about it is that even if people pay attention to it, it's still too late to change the result of the 2004 election. <laughs> but still, it's good. Worth watching. And, uh... So, we've got an email here, don't we? Emails! Okay. Email from one Mick Blackburn, assuming I pronounced the Y properly. <laughs> My question is, is it possible to increase existing artificial sunlight, such as fluorescent cool burn coil, for growing indoor plants that require a bit more light, he wasn't thinking of us reading it when he wrote that sentence. <laughs> Willow Fresnel lens at the proper distance create more intense light for the photosynthesis process. Some speculate, but not tested, that it might be a great way to start plants indoors. Since my indoors are doing well on fluorescence, I need to spread the light wider and brighter as they mature and sprout upwards, especially for undergrowth exposure. Thank you. Well, um, you want to try this one first? Or? <laughs> I'm just not sure that... If you don't have enough sunlight for your plants, I'm not sure if Fresnel lens is the right answer. It's a little uh, bulky. Yeah, it's huge, and if it's at the right focal length, I think you'll burn your plants. Yeah, there's that more intense light it's, is, I mean, a laser cannon's a more intense light. Um, you say wider and brighter, the, the whole thing works by taking a wide light and making it into a very, very small point. This takes... It's, it's definitely brighter when it does that, but it doesn't make it wider yeah. and brighter. It, it won't amplify the light in a wider pattern. It will just... It's like a magnifying glass, essentially. So. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it, if we could find some ants, that would be awesome. If they'd stand still long enough for us to get it just right. <laughs> no, I, I... That's long. I think really what it comes... If you need more lumens, you need more lumens. And just get more lights for it. Artificial lights, maybe. Now, if, if you try this and blow some holes through your plants or the pot, we'd love to see it. But we're not taking responsibility for that. Yeah. Uh, have we said don't try this at home? Don't try this yeah, at home. Yeah, don't try this at home. I don't know how many times I have to say that, but everybody always does. Don't. We've done it. You don't have to. Now, if you find a better lens and you want to see what can be done with it, it's yeah, it us. We've got experience <laughs> that keeps us safe. Or something like that. Yeah. Sponsors! Alrighty. Uh, let's see. AnimeCons.com is the internet's leading source for news and information about anime conventions. Find information on every anime convention ever held and every guest is ever, ever listed. Get the latest news about cons and sign up for the forums to talk with other people headed to conventions near you. Oh. And Anime Boston is an annual 
three-day Japanese animation convention held in Boston, Massachusetts. NA Boston 2007 will be held Friday, April 20th through Sunday, April 22nd at the Heinz Convention Center and Sheraton Hotel Boston and will once again be presenting popular events, which include a masquerade, an anime music video contest, video programming rooms, an art alley, and art show, karaoke, game rooms, video games, modularity, dances, and much more. And if you're at Anime Boston, be sure to check out the Chibi Projects panel. Uh, we've got some new experience to show off, and uh, I think it's going to be... Uh, we'll, present, we'll be presenting uh, new experiments, and we'll be recording a new podcast episode there. And uh, so you can see a podcast episode recorded live. And the most important thing... What's that? This is probably going to be the first appearance of all of the Chibi Project scientists all together. If all goes according to plan... If we'll, I don't forget about the panel this time. If all goes according to plan, we'll be there, Jekka will be there, Buford, Liz, and... Uh, and the rum. I don't know if we're going to bring the rum. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this will have everyone. And uh, we'll sign stuff for you if you want. And... Uh, we're working on some new experiments, um, trying to line some stuff up, and I'm hoping we can get it ready in time. But We should have a good live one for you. Yeah, and uh, there's going to be a few new ones on tape that haven't been seen before, and I, I think we're raising the bar with these. So, uh, as always, yeah, be sure to stay tuned for those. And uh, one more thing, if you want a uh, Chibi Project t-shirt, you can find those on chibiproject.com. And we've also got Seraphic t-shirts for the popular webcomic. And AnimeCons.com Con Horror t-shirts. Uh, Ever popular. Yep. And uh, so I guess that's it for the Chibi Project. As always, you can visit our website at ChibiProject.com or send us email at podcast at ChibiProject.com. I'm Patrick D. And I'm John. Arrivederci. Au revoir. to cement mm -hmm. and just held it there just to see what would happen and it starts glowing and it does actually burn it and then you can like scrape it away but melting yeah. it with a, with a furnace I don't know